up, fellow Zeros? Thanks for joining us for another episode of Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that has side effects we can live with. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along with me two other burglars to talk to you about the movie Catwoman. We've got Corey. The podcast that comes when it feels like it, not when it's told. And sequel. The podcast that died and was reborn. And Matt threw in a bet this week. The podcast that's meow. I tried to pull a little Charlie Day in there. We are here today to talk to you about Catwoman, like I said. But first, let's let you know what else we've been watching this week. And I'm going to kick it the sequel first. I got my movie pass in the mail over the weekend. You sure did. And I'm very excited about it. And I saw it last night. What'd you think? What'd you, what'd you see? I saw it. But what is it? It. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it never gets old. No. <laughs> no, it was fantastic. What was? It. <laughs> and how was Bill? Skarsgård? Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Creepy. In a funny way. Like, Tim Curry was really funny, but he was more scary funny. I have concerns about It Chapter 2, though. It, that's going to be the struggle because in the first, in the, the original miniseries, the part two sucked. That's where the, the where, that's where it dropped off in the first place. So the highlight of this movie is the kids. Yeah, you love the kids. There's going to be no kids in chapter two. They're all adults now. It's, so it's got to be casted well, yeah. and it's going to lose that charm. That's true. Like Rick, Rick, Richie, Richie. You can make his own like Richie can have his own movie. Yeah, that's how funny he is. He's like the coolest nerd in the world. Wolfhard, right? Wolfhard plays. Richie? I believe so. Because Richie's the mouth, right? Richie Tozer's the mouth? Yes, he is. So yeah, that's thick black Finn, Finn Wolfhard. That's the guy from Stranger Things. Right. But as adults, though, I think it's going to struggle. There was an article on the Nerdist today where somebody went and did movie posters for It Chapter 2 based off of the kids casting themselves as adults, like who they would cast as adults. Very interesting. They yeah. all picked the same actor. <laughs> uh... He, to, um, Wolfhard picked Chris Pratt to, to play adult Richie. I don't see it, but... <laughs> or was that Adam Scott? Either Adam Scott or Chris Pratt were... were Two very different yeah. styles. A little bit. Very different. But funny nonetheless, and that's the important thing, right? He still needs to have his, his humor about him. But yeah, I'd give it five stones. So. Give what? It. And there it is. We're back. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone at home and in your cars. I'll, I promise I'll stop now. <laughs> One of the, I think, one of the things that they did really well when they were showing, like, the extended openings before the movie dropped is they showed, like, the Hiya Georgie part, mm-hmm. and they cut out, like, half of it. They did, with the popcorn. Yeah, and with the pop- yeah. And that's actually line for line from the book. That exchange is line from line for the book, so it's awesome. I do have some problems with that scene, but it's, but, not, a, it's not an It podcast, so let's, uh... You guys can chat this out afterwards. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, what did you watch? This is a long list. I actually watched a whole mess of things. Oh my god, it's so long it takes an entire sheet of paper. Yeah. Uh, the Arrow came back, so I, I I watched the first episode of that. How'd that, that go? The, hold up, does that mean The Flash came back? Uh, I presume so. I gotta catch up, okay. Um, the Walking Dead came back, so it was a pretty good episode. Episode ones of Walking Dead are usually pretty good. The I watched the number twenty three because it was on Netflix under like the Halloween movies. I've wow. seen that movie. Yeah, I've seen it too. I, this is like the third time I've watched that movie. I think that has a less than ten around to me. It is from that mistake. Really? Yes. They thought it was that bad. It'd be really cool if they got twenty three around to me. It is right. It would be. It's, it's not a great movie. It's not a spectacular movie, but it's always fine. It, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's definitely a three stone movie. It's for a me, weird though. movie. I feel like it doesn't have a genre. Like it's. It's supposed, it's supposed to be, to be horror, but thriller. it's not, or thriller, but, like, it's not really, yeah. it just exists. Yeah. There's some pretty big plot problems with it when you get to the end, but... Got an eight. Eight on Rotten Tomatoes. One lower than a movie we're going to talk about pretty soon. Holy shitholes. And I actually started watching Mindhunters, a new Netflix show. I heard good things. It, the first episode was good. I'm really excited to kind of get more into it. I'm a big fan of, like, behavioral psychology and stuff like that, and... Getting inside of the mind of a serial killer, so that's kind of where, like, what this is all about. So that's Corey's jam. Yes, it is. That's what I've been watching. Have you seen Man vs. Snake yet? No. <laughs> One day, just One throwing day. it out. One day, I got the room done. Little baby steps. Which room? The room. <laughs> when you started, not as successful. <laughs> I regret nothing. And I watched. I watched the movie Clue. Because that's just a good movie. I love that movie. I know. So much. One plus two plus three plus one plus two. 
plus one plus one. What's your favorite ending, Joe? My favorite ending? Probably the first one. Where uh, Wadsworth is the, the cop. That's when Peacock is the killer? Is that the first yes. one? Yes. Wait, no. No, Scarlet. Scarlet's the killer. Yeah, Peacock's the killer in the second one. And then third they're one. all killers in the third one. And Mr. Green is a plant. Is, yeah, except for Mr. Green. That has Matt's favorite line in it, or someone's favorite line in it. I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that was Matt. That sounds right. But, you know, that's a good movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, and I forgot a lot of the first two-thirds of that movie. I kind of want to rewatch it now. We should. There's a lot of subtle jokes in that movie, too. That is true. There are. What, you know what else is pretty funny? The other thing I've been watching, I've been watching a lot of The Office. Nice! Watching that through again, and I forgot how much I enjoy it. It's really, really great. Loving all the gym pranks. What season are you in? I'm in three right now. Nice. Right when it really, yeah. really hit its stride. I just watched the one where they uh, find out that Dwight's been complaining about gym for four years with a box full of the complaints, <laughs> and then they go through like six of the pranks rapid fire. This one says, I hit myself in the head with the phone. <laughs> that one actually took some time. I, uh, I had to keep putting more nickels into his handset. <laughs> Until he got, got used, used to the weight. weight. <laughs> and then one day I just took them all out. <laughs> you know, when you line them all up like this, it doesn't sound as funny, but he deserves it. When I was an RA, I actually did a training with that thing about conflict resolution. Because yeah. that, you know, he tries to, to do the cage match after, at, like, after all these things were read. Cage match always works. Otherwise, they'd still be <laughs> in the, the cage. cage. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you gotta you gotta let them out of the cage. <laughs> Do you have a favorite gym prank? My favorite one, I think, is the wrapping paper desk or the Altoid one. The Altoid one's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually gonna that go one's with so it. elaborate. <laughs> yeah, that one's the, elaborate. the end of it is like, ah, oh, but my mouth is so dry. <laughs> my mouth <laughs> tastes so <laughs> gross. <laughs> <laughs> I think I uh, I might be. I'm a pretty big sucker for the identity theft one. That was a good one too. There's also one where he hires his Korean active friend. Oh my god. <laughs> that one took some time. <laughs> You're not Jim. Thanks for tuning into our The Office <laughs> podcast. There's an idea. Anyway, <laughs> stay tuned, Zeros. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what we've been watching. Let's unfortunately get into the movie facts for Catwoman. Yay. Catwoman came out in 2004. It's rated PG-13 and it's one hour and 44 minutes long. Its director only goes by one name, which is how you can tell a movie's going to be great. I want to say it's Pitoff. Pitoff? Because he's French. Sure. It's spelled P-I-T-O-F. His only other film credit directing is a French film called Vidoc. I don't know how to say it. It's got a Q at the end of it. it doesn't, I'm sorry, I'm a stupid American. I don't get it. <laughs> he's mostly known for visual effects. That's, that's what he does in movies. Mostly. Really? Yes. That's shocking. Right? <laughs> we'll get more on that later. The movie stars Holly Berry, Benjamin Bratt, Lambert Wilson, Francis Conroy, Alex Borstein, and Sharon Stone. There are other people in this movie, but who cares? The budget for the movie was a cool $100 million. Are you fucking kidding me? They took $100 million and just lit it on fire. I thought they did that at the end of The Dark Knight. Are you sure you're not talking about The Dark Knight? We'll find out soon. Okay. Um, this movie grossed $82 million, so, like, you know, commercial flop. Shocker. 40 million of that was domestic. The scores for the movie, so good. Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at 9%. Certified fuck you, CGI. The audience, the score is so low on Rotten Tomatoes that the audience score doubles the score, because they have it at 18%. Wow. <laughs> That's never happened before. <laughs> Shit. IMDb is the lowest score I've ever seen on the movie. 3.3 out of 10. Even bad movies get fives on IMDb. Very true. And Metacritic coming out at a Oddly correct, 27, with a user score of 2.6. Yep, so those are those movie facts for Catwoman. I don't know if this movie was nominated for a Razzie. I hope it was. I didn't look that up. Oh, it has to be. Several. Worst movie of the year, worst actress, acting performance. Gotta be, let's see. Someone play the the research graphic. So it's got 13 it wins. Hell worst, yeah. Worst picture. Worst actress. Worst director. It won a Golden Schmoes Award in 2004. Worst screenplay. It was nominated for Worst Supporting Actor, Worst Supporting Actress, and Worst su- worst Screen Couple. I love her, Benjamin Bratt. Worst Director. Pitoff. Worst Screenplay. Jesus Christ. It's real. Okay, yeah. Anyway, this movie won a lot of bad awards. 
and was nominated for even more. Stay tuned with us. Also, I'm sorry about there's any background noise. There is, like, a thunderstorm happening right now, so I'm not sure how much of it is audible, but if it is, sorry. Just know that it adds to the drama of our review of Catwoman. Are you saying that they should pay no mind to the distant thunder? Yes. So, anyway, let's get into our general thoughts. And I have no idea what they're going to be for Catwoman. Hey, Corey, general thoughts us. This bad movie, that's about the best acting that we see in this, uh, so I figured I'd bring it to the table. Uh, this is bad, guys. Not not good. Not very rede- redeeming qualities, either. Usually I can find some silver lining in the bad ones. Not so much. Sequel, what about you? It's the first time I ever saw this movie. It's it's pretty terrible. It's not a, like it's so bad it's good movie either where you can laugh along at the badness. It's just really, really bad from acting to writing to visual effects, which apparently this guy is known for. Pitoff. Um, I have three pages of notes. And the only reason I have three pages of notes is because all the bad was kind of like melding together. I figured one of us would have to decipher the order of events that took place. So, yeah, not not a good one. I thought you were going to say it was only because your notebook only had three pages left in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to mirror pretty much everything you guys said and agree with it. And also say that the worst part of this entire process this week was me trying to figure out what my favorite moment of this movie is. Ooh, I got one early on. And it's it's such a minor moment. (laughs) It was so hard. And also, this movie is shot like garbage. Yeah. We don't often talk about, like, the technical aspects of film because we're not that educated about it, but this movie says... We're going to talk about it more, but it's... Oh, it's bad. That, that I, I had the same thought. Of this movie made me times. nauseous. Yeah. I had the same thought a bunch of times. Yeah, so this movie's terrible. And those are our general thoughts. <laughs> if you've gotten this far and you still want to see Catwoman, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but, you know, check it out because it's so bad it's bad and it's not even fun. We're going to spoil everything starting right now. You've been warned, Catwoman. Let's do this. Frankly, you're welcome, honestly. If we're being honest with the people. We always try to be. So, it took me till about 20, 25 minutes into the movie to go and grab a notebook to start taking notes because I started to forget all of the bad things that were happening. Like, usually, I can, I can just kind of remember. Like, no, there were too many things piling up one after the other for me to be like, Nope, I'm going to forget all of these things. So, went and grabbed the notebook. It starts out with Holly Berry drowning, right? It's a little, They do a little flashback moment. Flash forward moment, oh, wait. I guess. Is that the very, very beginning? Like, the very opening okay. thing. It's, it's, or I guess um, after the weird credit roll, right? The opening credits. So fucking long. Terrible, terrible. too. I, that's Alright, so my experience with this, I moved over the weekend. Sunday is the like was the day that we got most of the furniture in, and... I was pretty tired. My wife was. Was this the first movie you watched in your house? No, actually, it's not. Thank God. God. John Carpenter's Halloween was the first movie I watched in my house. Good call. So I, I, I had to watch it for the podcast. So I'm figuring, you know what? I'll probably just do this like Monday, Monday night, Monday afternoon. I get home from work. So I turn to my wife. I'm like, hey, you know what? Sunday, giant after the giant game, I'll put a movie on. You want to watch Misery, The Thing, like Catwoman? Pick a pick a pick a Blu-ray of those. Uh, let's watch Misery. And I'm like, alright, cool. So it's like fourth quarter of the giant game. And she's like, no, I'm really tired. I'm just going to bed. So I'm like, alright. So I just put Catwoman on. And I stopped it during the opening credits to get a notebook. <laughs> you, you knew that early on. And my first note was pyramids, question mark, Egypt, uh, Egypt, cults, circus, weird opening credit sequence. <laughs> You're seeing all these like articles and visual aids of... Cats in history is a very poor excuse for the type of shit that they did at the opening of the Hulk, where they have all like the newspaper articles about like the Hulk when we did that movie. Yeah, but that's even interesting. Like this is no, no. Like, that's what I'm saying. This is a very shitty version of that same concept. That's fair. Where they're trying to give you a bunch of this actually came first though, right? Yeah, Hulk came out after. Yeah, Hulk definitely came out after. Definitely. This. So yeah, they did not do this well. And this Catwoman has no influence on the Batman universe whatsoever, except for one really minor part in the, I guess, the second act of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Like, Selena Kyle's Catwoman, not Patient Phillips. Patient yes. Phillips. This is a completely different Catwoman. Yet they kept, visually, when Holly Berry is in the Catwoman costume, 
it is reminiscent of the Catwoman that we know from the DC Universe. Is it? Loosely. Loosely, but, I mean, she's got the hand claws. She's got the gloves that have claws on them. Well, I mean, it's a she's cat got a mask. She's got a mask. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's so, only so much you can do. She dresses but, in black and she has claws. That's that's the same throughout. Yeah, but, again, you can only do so much with a Catwoman. Yeah, exactly. It's not a great character to begin with. But, but yes, it opens up with her drowning or washed up on the beach and she's providing voiceover like, this is how I died and was reborn. So we figure we're gonna everything to, is cliche. Get to that point at part at some point. And our cat woman's name is Patience Phillips, and she is a beauty cream advertising designer. Yeah, she wanted to be an artist, something like that. Yeah, she right? got into advertising instead. And she looked like it's. I wrote it's tough to make Halle Berry look unattractive. They, they try really hard, right? She I actually think she's more attractive. In the book pre-Catwoman than she is as Catwoman. I 100% agree with you. Hmm. <laughs> I like the short hair. Not a fan. Nope, I'm fine with it. So yeah, that's that's where we are. She works, does a pretty crappy job. Or she probably does a perfectly fine job. Her boss is just a douchebag. Yeah. Kind of more what it is. It's a pretty soulless job, though. Like, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Gave up her dreams to for a paycheck, pretty much, right? Hey, that apartment can't be cheap. Across the street from some weird, med- like... Apartment turned metal bar. What city does this take place in? Fuck if I know. Gotham? Like, <laughs> can't be Gotham. <laughs> I was just assuming New York. Right, but is there... It's gotta be either New York or something in California, but California doesn't look like that. But as a DC movie, there's there's no... Uh, That's Gotham. I have no idea. It, Gotham, it, Metropolis. Like, but is it DC affiliated, or is it just Catwoman? I'm, I'm really having... I had a hard I time figuring no that idea. out. I don't think we had a DC logo yeah, opening credit... Uh, credit sequence, right? We didn't get a... I can't remember at this point. I, I feel like all that was the Warner Brothers one. We did get the Warner yeah. Brothers one. That's, that's the right. only one I can remember. But that's my point. Like, they don't reference a larger superhero universe. It's no. no this just is, Catwoman. This is a standalone Catwoman movie. Nothing else... It's it's the part of the Venn diagram that nothing else overlaps with. It's yeah. just Catwoman. That's it's it. Not actually in the it's Venn diagram. actually not a Venn diagram. It's just a circle yeah. off to the side from the Venn diagram. It's Catwoman in name only. Yep. So then she... Although she does have the same origin story, basically, as the other Catwoman. Similar. Yes. Very similar. similar. She dies, cats bring her back to life, boom. I... Yeah, and it's weird. Because I was trying to think, too. Well, we'll get to... We'll get to this one. Um, Patience gets her special abilities. Goody. But, um... Can't wait. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait for that. So then, what what happens right after? We go... She gets yelled at by her boss, who's the Merovingian from the Matrix. Right. Her boss owns the beauty cream company, and prior to that, um, his wife is, was the main model for yeah. this company for the last 20 years. She's, She's been dethroned. Right. So you know that's going to come back, right? Yep. Well, that's that's going to be a thing. They already planted the whole beauty cream being bad thing in the beginning. I saw everything this movie tried to do. Yeah, it was pretty Alex Corsi seems like, oh, I have a headache now. It's like, it's because of the cream. I That's Lois Griffin, right? Yes. Okay. She's also from Mad TV. Mm-hmm. She has to run home and redo whatever ad thing that she had drawn up, right? Which is due at midnight. midnight. It's due at when midnight. the building is locked. She has to leave the advertising studio and go to the factory... Right? Is that what it is? But it doesn't matter either way, because it's due at midnight. She wakes up at, like, 3.57. She wakes up at, like, 4 a.m. She's well past her deadline. No. no She's no, in no, the no. office, and the computer, um, the clock on the computer says 11.43. She went home to rest, and then you, you get that whole, um... It's midnight tomorrow, not midnight today. Yeah. Oh! You get the okay. whole, Okay, I thought um, she had until midnight at that point. No, it's the no. next day. It's the next day. Yeah, she goes home because she can't sleep because of the loud, uh, music... From across the alleyway. You know, we see her timidly object, foreshadowing later that she's going to be much more assertive. Correct. And that's when she first meets um, Midnight? Midnight was that cat's name? Yep. Yes. And then the next day, or I I guess that morning, um, she tries to save Midnight? Yep. He's, like, running across, like, the little, like, ledges on the building or whatever. So she climbs on top of her outdoor AC unit? I don't think it was hers. I think it was her neighbor's. semantics (laughs) semantics <laughs> but yeah that's that's her move and then we meet Benjamin Brett who I had no idea was in this movie see I did because I've seen the like one clip of it 
and I watched the trailer. But yeah, so if you think she's suicidal. Also, Benjamin Bratt is the only person who's okay in this movie. Yes, he's fine. He's he's, huh? uh, he's fine. This movie's garbage, but like everyone else sucks. Yeah, he, he... <laughs> I'm a Benjamin Bratt fan. I think it's the second movie of his that we've done. I right. know him, but like I couldn't tell you anything else he's been in. Doctor Strange. Is he in Doctor Strange? Oh, he's the he's the the former patient. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I forgot that that was him. Yeah. Miss Congeniality. That's the that, one. That was the one that actually my roommate told me about when I said his name. Three seasons of Law and Order also, I think. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, everything I've ever seen him in has been fine. And in the, including this, he did a pretty... He did the best he could with what he had. He yeah, normally was a cop, come to think of it. He polished that period. He's typecast. Yeah. <laughs> but not like the uniform-wearing cop, like... He's a detective. Detective yeah, or detective, federal yeah. agent. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, sees her on top and like rushes up and just assumes that she's about to jump and kill herself. Runs upstairs, saves her, and then they uh, decide that they're going to go get a cup of coffee. Well, no, and I think your point is going to be my point, but what is it? I don't think it's going to be your point. I want to go back to the fact that she comes home, goes to bed, wakes up, puts on the same outfit she had the day before. That's Yes, she did do that. <laughs> She apparently she only owns one outfit at that point in her life. There are several scenes. She's like Doug. <laughs> there are several scenes where you see her just later on in the movie. She, she does her thing at night, then she comes home. You don't know how she got to bed, and she's in her pajamas. Mm. Just it just happens. I don't know when did she change? <laughs> Off camera sequence. <laughs> Why waste perfect good camera time watching Holly Berry change of all things? No, but it's just weird. Because we'll get to it. But she wakes up. She has no idea what happened the night yeah, before. She but she's like in her bed. And yeah, no, I've. I've she's also not all that there. startled by the things that she figures out that she's done the night before. No, oh, which we'll get to later. We're gonna get there. Yep. So yeah, now they didn't decide to have a cup of coffee yet because she runs out because she's late for work and she drops her wallet. That's right. And Benjamin Bratt picks it up and she's still on the stairs when he picks up her wallet. Instead of going, "Hey, drop your wallet," he just hangs on to it. I thought that was a dick move. I figured she probably takes mass transit to work. She's not going to have her bus pass or enough cab fare. You just made her commute a living hell. But how else will he stalk her? Very true. But she does get to work. She does. Benjamin Bratt shows up. She probably walks. Well, she was running at this point. Yeah. Semantics. I I also think we see her the first time she goes to work when she's saying that she was unremarkable. She walks up to the building. Like, she had been walking the street. So it might... conceivable that she was just walking. She we'll go with that, because it's the only thing that makes sense. It is. We're going to give this movie a little credit here. Eh, that's not. When Bedroom Bat Brat first walks into the office, Halle Berry's co-worker goes, Man Sandwich, 12 o'clock. Yep. Now, couldn't pay for the rights for Manwich? You think Manwich would have been, have been a part of this movie? No, Man Sandwich is much better, right? It's not. I, I can't. <laughs> man Sandwich. To be fair, oh, when you think of Manwich, you think of Sloppy Joe. That's not what... Benjamin Bratt's going for here. All right, true. fair. He's definitely not a sloppy Joe. But this is the thoughts that are going through my mind. What's his this name? Movie. I can't remember his character's name for the life no of me. It doesn't matter. Detective. Yeah, he's just detective. Tom? Oh, it could be Tom. Yeah, I think it's Tom. Tom. It's Tom Lone or something? Tom, Tom Lone. 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 It is Tom Lone or Lone? I think Lone. it's Lone. Lone. Palm. Pam? God damn it, that's another, that's, a, that's another fucking cat pun that they sh- shoehorn into this fucking movie now. Tom Cat. Oh yeah. Uh. God damn it! I wish our friend's name was Stray. <laughs> no, I really want to know if it's Lone or Lone. No, it is Lone. Lone. Yep. Tom Lone. Nailed it. Nice. So they agree to meet for coffee the next day. Then Halle Berry tries to get her new advertisement proposal to the courier to get it there by midnight, yep. but no courier service is open at that time. Fair. Shocking. So she has to go to the factory. Is it the factory? It's some place on the water. It's, I assume it's the I factory. Think it's the laboratory. I don't. I don't know. Uh, we're, that's what we're gonna go with this, the the R and D department of this beauty company. Why would an advertisement go there? No one knows. <laughs> better, <laughs> better question. Why is the top secret door the only one that's unlocked in the entire building? Very. Yeah, it's a good point. Problem number five so far. Where are we at? This is like cinema sins, but. Ding. We don't have a ding noise or visual cues. If only. So yeah, then she overhears a conversation about the beauty cream having harmful effects. Yep. So naturally they shoot at her. Yep. Well, they chase after her. 
And then... And then they say, come out of hiding. And she goes, and then they okay, fine, I, I don't know what's going on. And then they just unload. Yep, correct. <laughs> also, in that scene, now I don't remember specifically, but I thought I heard the wife's voice in that scene. Yeah, she's there. She's there. She's there. Yep. Okay, so then this... That's when you first figure out that she's like the mastermind. They give it away so early. Yep. Yeah. Because that that's... It actually borderline confused me when later in the movie she goes up and she's all like... she She's blaming... She's an evil mastermind. She's she's playing no, Catwoman. No, no, no. Catwoman is gung-ho that it's the guy, not the girl. Oh, yeah. Because she just assumed it was him. And then the wife playing along corroborate... Laurel? Laurel. I, I think her name is Laurel. She corroborates that story. She's like, yeah, I'm totally throwing my husband under the bus. He can take the fall for this one. Correct. That's why. Yeah. Had she not gotten that fake backup, she probably would have eventually figured it out on her own. I guess. I don't know. This movie's written poorly. Yeah. Very poorly. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, so she supposedly has some level of amnesia. She doesn't remember. But then when she sees the mob enforcer at the club the next night... Yeah. That, that, that she part, like, she remembers that. that she saw. Yeah. Right. So, like, it, it doesn't make sense that she wouldn't have known that it was her in the... Never mind. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, you do overhear yeah. a voice. She is there. It tells the audience that she is kind of the mastermind mm-hmm. of the plan, which, if it was a clever movie or they or they wanted to do something smart in filmmaking, they could have built it up that it was, a, like make the audience believe it was the husband, the owner of the company, yeah. that's the main bad guy, have Halle Berry track him down, and then reveal, boom, it's the wife. Yes. Exactly. It's a trope, but this movie kind of needs it. It's, it's a better trope than the one we're given. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it doesn't, like, you find yourself getting to the end of this movie, as soon as they start, like, kind of half working together, you're like, no, she's the... It was her, like, you You never hear his voice. You only hear her voice at the meet. Like, why? Like, we're, we're just yelling at the screen at this point. Like, what is happening here? Well, that's fucking stupid. And then she gets into a um, tunnel, an underground... It's a sewer. It's a sewer it's system. It's a pipe, is that right? It's a... Yeah, like a pipe, like a It's waste a waste pipe. disposal pipe. And they flush the pipes Correct. to drown her. Yep. Which works like a charm. At least something in this movie does. Right, so she dies. She dies. And the credits roll, and... <laughs> and we can still in this movie now, thank God. Um, I'm glad we saw this video short, entitled <laughs> Catwoman. Alright, now we're getting to some qualities I kind of like about this this scene. I'm dying to know. So she's washed up on the beach, we're getting this stupid voiceover crap again. The She's surrounded by cats, right? Makes sense. It reminded me of the Penguin funeral for Penguin and Batman Returns. Okay. It reminded me of Catwoman from Batman Returns. Yeah. Well, when they're biting her and shit, but these cats, like, are looking at her and shit. Then the weird cat breath, the, the breath cat of life, breathes into her. Cats I found that stupid, but it comes to my favorite part of the movie is when the cat breathes into her, then do a close-up of her face, and her eye kind of morphs into a cat eye. I thought that was clever. That's fine. I guess I'm, that's... Fairly clever. And that is yeah. my favorite part. <laughs> I'm fine with the cat eye thing. And I can see that being a favorite part. Fine. But the back and forth bullshit that they do leading up to that, where it's actually midnight, the cat, but then they couldn't get midnight to sit still long enough to get that close-up shot, so they awful just want fucking cat. awful CGI cat. And then back to midnight, and then back to awful CGI cat. I, I couldn't. It... Fucking bothered me. There were continuity errors there. All the shot, all the shots during, like immediately following the cat resurrection, are just terrible. They're up and down and up and down and mm-hmm. side and side and face and face and face. Yeah. I started getting nauseous at this point watching this movie. Yeah. It gets worse later. We're going to talk about, but like, yeah, this is the first time you see this the movie is shot angles. so poorly. Very true. It's like, yes. what the hell were you doing? Did did you not have like a test audience? Did you not have people looking at this, editing the movie, being like, this is the best we can do? We're sorry. Why do you want so many stupid shots? Yeah. A lot of the action sequences are shot like oh, 55 different ways and it's shaky, shaky and it's, it's worse awful. than shaky cam. Yeah, I, I did not feel well watching it either. So. So she walks home? She walks home. Kind of like a cat, like a scared cat. Covered in shit. Cut, yep. Yeah. Covered in waste. And that then happened. she gets up to her window that she just leaps in a single bound. Yep. <laughs> and instead of trying so. to open the window, well, she's a f- feral cat at this point, I guess, so she punches through her, I don't know. Punches through her own fucking window. 
and like there's like this lingering shot of her like touching her face like it, is it because she's a cat and she doesn't realize that she's also a person at this point or is she astounded that she's covered in shit like what is that yes. shot fucking accomplishing yes fucking everything that's all I have for you so then we get to the next day and she has no idea no clue. But she wakes up not covered in shit, right? Yep. So she must have... She must have... She, oh, God, did she lick herself clean? I don't know. I wrote, I wrote that. I didn't even consider that as a disgusting <laughs> option until this moment. She mm-hmm. possibly did. Oh, God. We don't know. <laughs> if she thinks she's a fucking cat, maybe. Then she finds Midnight again, and all cats have a little piece of paper with their address on it and their collar. Yep. So she pulls that out. Or just that cat. But she knew it was there. It's a special cat. She's special now. No, but I think she was actually looking for, like, a regular tag, and what she found was that weird piece of paper. But she wasn't startled about it at all. Yeah, well, okay. like, what the hell is this? She was just like, all right, this is cool. This is convenient for me. Like a fortune cookie cat. Yeah, right. Now, papers. Lucky numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Two, five, sixteen, twenty-three. And sixty-nine. And your Powerball for this night? Is 72. That's not a Powerball number, guys. Don't, do that. don't play those. Don't play those numbers. You won't win. Can you imagine? So we're introduced to weird cat lady Ophelia Powers. Love it. Fuck. Who has a lot of cats. She yeah. is really feeling her powers, isn't she? She feels you. Oh, God. So bad. Okay. This is like... This is like... I parallel this the most to Ghost Rider. Yeah. This woman... Like, she makes multiple visits to visit this woman... Right. Who... Doesn't train her, nope, or give her really any good information. She just kind of tells her a vague description of what's up, right? And then she gives her catnip, and Halle Berry's fucking crazy. <laughs> that is. Had other scenes not happened, that would have been my least favorite scene of this movie. <laughs> I, I, it's still in contention. We'll see how I feel at the end of this podcast, but that's in contention for my least favorite. I have a worse scene than that. Me too. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same one I'm thinking of. We I will hope find so. out. I hope so. <laughs> Great. It's coming up soon. If it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I hope we all think the same thing about uh, the scene too. I really hope if we all it is, have the we same just end the episode there right top of it. <laughs> um so yeah, she throws uh, a pine cone and says, Oh, it's catnip. Okay. Hollyberry then rubs her face all over it like a like a cat. Fine. Yeah. Then leaves. And, and she's then, on the street. Yeah. She does, and, and like, well, she does like the the fake turn. She's going to go back like three times because she's now addicted to catnip, and then they never touch on this again. Nope. Just falling on them. Actually, happier that they don't. Yeah. Then she missed the coffee and she with date with uh, Tom because she's hanging out because that's when she's with Ophelia, right? Right. And she goes to work and falls asleep. Well, she's tired, Corey. Yeah, yeah she, no, she's been doing shit all night. But here's my thing, and, and you could just say what you could just hand wave this away. But my assumption is. Creepy guy who shoots at her. Uh, no, that's not Slippicky. Nope. Whatever that guy is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Thug numero uno shoots at her and probably then goes back to Laurel and says, Hey, it was this chick with crazy hair and an interesting outfit. She had like a tube on her back, blah, 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 blah. And then she shows up to work the next day where Laurel is in the building. Like, she doesn't like... Put two and two together. They never really saw her. Okay. Because I'm just... I, I, like, I just... It's one of those things where I feel like somebody should have, like, been there and been like, oh, shit, that's the girl. They never got a good... Well, they assumed she was dead, so you probably didn't go back and... Also, they they flushed the pipes into the the ocean. Which is my point. If they had noticed that it was her... No, I think... And then they flushed the pipe. Yes, but... If she showed up to work the next day, then they could have been like, oh, shit, it didn't work. They're also not smart. I guess that's true. I'm giving this movie too much credit. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying here. So her boss berates her for not turning in her design on time, and she her split personality takes over, and yeah. she tells them off and gets fired. And then immediately apologizes apologizes because she goes back to being meek and timid, and it's just it's it's very weird what they do with their character. Yes, because we we're trying to figure this out. She's this like two face. They yeah. haven't explicitly told us. This is an effect of whatever happened to her. Yeah. Being a cat, because cats have multiple personalities. But. No, cats just don't give a fuck. So right. they're playing off that trope of cats just not caring. So she's super weak, timid, and old, is like thinks about things too much. And the cat's just like, fuck you. Okay, solid. Yeah. 
That's all I got. That's the only thing I can I can rash. That's the only way I can rationalize it. I meant the cat impression, but oh, yeah. thank you. Then Lois Griffin passed out on the street. <laughs> <laughs> out of fucking nowhere, and she's in the hospital, and she likes her doctor. Yes, and we don't know what's wrong. And I wrote down, are they going to revisit this? Because I had no idea at that point. I was at 60-40, whether or not they're going to go back to her at all. You're just, oh, her in the hospital? Yep. Yeah. They do. I mean, to they their do. credit, they do. They do. Briefly. I had my doubts. And she ends up snagging the doctor. Spoilers. Yeah, that's right. Somehow, she sealed the deal. She does. She does. This leads me to my least favorite scene in the movie. Okay. She tracks down... Um, Officer Tom. Oh yep. my god, yes. Yes. We do We're agree. Talking to the kids. Uh-huh. Yep. The troubled youth. Go on. And we get the basketball yes. scene. Yes, it's the fucking worst scene ever. Oh my it god. Is. Easily the worst part of this movie. Oh. The camera work in the scene alone made me want to throw the remote at the TV yep. and turn it off, yep. but the, I couldn't because they had that weird train wreck. They also have this weird lingering shot on her ass, like it's supposed to be through Tom's eyes where he's not paying attention to the basketball game, just staring at Hollyberry's ass. Which is what you do, I suppose. Did anybody find any reminiscence of this scene in another ridiculous playground scene that we may have covered? Daredevil. Daredevil. The first thing I thought when I, I saw guys. this, the first <laughs> fucking thing, as soon as she starts doing weird cat things with the basketball, I'm yep. like, this is going to be a worse version of the Daredevil fight. Oh, it's How so is this terrible. possible? Honestly, this one makes Daredevil look good. It does. Daredevil has a point, kind of. Daredevil doesn't make me sick to watch. First of all, he's talking to the kids. He's tell, tell, I don't even know what he's talking about. He sees Halle Berry and goes, All right, kids, let's go play basketball. They are so excited to play basketball. Never seen this kid so excited in my life. Because he'd been boring them to death for like the past half He's half. talking to, he's telling them how to, like, that there are good guys and there's bad guys, and he wants all these kids to grow up to be good guys. But some of you won't. Super great. <laughs> some of you won't, but you all have it in you to be the good guy, so try that way. So then they're talking on the basketball court, and. Kid leader number one with the backwards hat goes, hey, why don't you two play one-on-one? They were so excited to get this basketball. Why are they giving it back? No, 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 no. I think you misread the scene. He throws the basketball at Tom and says, one-on-one? As if they're going to play one-on-one. And then Tom's like, oh, what, me and her? And he's like, sure. I don't know. He literally says, sure. Like He shrugs. He's like, yeah, why not? I took it as insinuating that the two of them are going to play one I blame that kid for everything, if that's the case. Oh, my God. That's the real villain of this movie. (laughs) Fucking kid. So, yeah, again, the way this was shot, she's, like, bouncing the ball between her hands, and then it turns into, like, a globetrotter thing, where she's, like, spinning it on her arms. And then when she's actually dribbling, they do that thing where they just do a close-up on the ball, because Halle Berry can't do those moves. As you can see with her hand, her hand is, like, fucking, like, splayed out as far as it could go, just, like, slapping the basketball. Yep. Then we get ankle shots, then we get shots from above, then we get shots from the side. It's, it's, it's the worst. Then when she goes to dunk, they do it so, like, she doesn't jump over Benjamin Bratt's character. She jumps on top of. Mm-hmm. In a sexually suggestive manner. Yeah, and then the kids are like, can we have her ball back, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. They were not impressed at all. She won one to zero, or two to zero, depending. All things being equal. I, if I was those kids, I would have let the game end 1-0 as well. Yeah, and in my notes, as you can see, this basketball scene is like the Daredevil playground fight. So that's my... I did my favorite scene and my least favorite scene. Sequel out. <laughs> that was actually my least favorite scene. That's I, I 100% my least favorite scene. I'll definitely agree with All that. I wrote was basketball. <laughs> because I was going to remember everything about that, unfortunately. Okay, so then... That night, she goes out and does the very Catwoman-esque cat burglary scene. Uh, she steals the mask. Yeah. She steals a motorcycle. She steals a motorcycle as well. Oh, this is also after she breaks down the doors and starts fucking with the uh, metalheads too, right? Right. Yep. All of that that's, happened. That's after, yeah. Because this is when she has her hair cut short. She she screws up everything in the biker bar, yep. metalhead bar, and then right. goes home and gives herself a makeover. Okay. So she is assertive at this point yep. compared to gotcha. before. So then it's the following evening she does the first... No, I think it's the same night. I think it's the same Oh, it's the same night. Yeah. She says, time to accessorize, and then goes to the place, and then someone happens to be robbing it the exact same yep. moment. That's an ex machina moment, right? It is. And then she gives another wonderful cat pun that we get fed throughout these movies. The, it's a perfect idea. Wow. <laughs> That's about as good as she did it in the movie, That's guys. Sure. That's fair. It's fair. She earned that Razzie. This is the first time you see a lot of, like, the supernatural type stuff that she's capable of doing. 
dodging all the bullets. Yeah, she just cuts cats dodge bullets all the time. Yep, yep. All the time. Uh, she can run along the sides of... She matrixes. Yeah, she, she, she she's in the matrix. Just like every common house cat. Just like every common house cat. Uh, and then she can beat the shit out of, what, four guys? Three guys? Yep. She can also just stand on a man on the ground and have him slide. Like a, like a skateboard, Like, yeah. like a board. Like, that's just nothing. Well, the custodian did... He wasn't moving. The custodian just waxed the floor that night. It was slippery. Sure. Sure. Good one, Pitoff. So then... <laughs> as she's leaving, she picks up one more piece of jewelry, puts the mask back, because no DNA on that guy... And goes to bed. Wakes up the next morning not in bed, but with jewels, jewels strewn across her bed. In her pajamas. In her pajamas. And she's not at all concerned that there's millions of dollars in diamonds strewn across her bed. So she puts them all in a bag, writes sorry on it. And gives the cops cupcakes. Yes. For some reason or another. And this comes to one of my nitpicky gripes with this movie that bothered me an irrational amount. Is it the handwriting on the coffee cup and that? Nope, nope. That's another thing, but that's just straight up problematic. So, Benjamin Bratt is, like, laboring to put the glove on. He then grabs the bag by the bottom with the glove hand and uses a pen to dig in in the bag instead of holding the bag and just picking them up with the glove hand. Well, you don't want to touch the bag because it has fingerprints on it. I'm actually okay with this. I hate the fact that he used a fucking pen when he has a glove on one hand. Why didn't he just put two gloves on then? Because did you see him struggle with the one glove? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing. Maybe it wasn't in the budget to get two. Yeah, the second glove. Um, did she give back the necklace? Yes, because we never see it again. I she take, yes. I thought she put all everything to the bag. I, I, I thought I, she kept the ring. Yeah, she kept the ring, and then I thought she had the necklace out because the necklace was what she was eyeing all along. And then it cuts to the other cop with like uh, holding a catalog, going, like, "Oh, this is a valuable piece." <laughs> I thought we were going to go back to that, but... Yeah, we never see it again, so I just assumed it was in the bag. Yeah. All right. So they did it again. Another movie that did it introduces a prop and doesn't bring it back. Well, they did. They just, uh, she eyes it in the window, and then she ends up stealing it later. Like it, they oh, it back. okay. But That's I thought it, it was going to have like more meaning. Oh, yeah, no. Really me too, but it. this is not a well-made movie, so... Like, insta- like fa- just fast-forwarding a little bit, when Tom puts all the pieces together... He finds the claw and not the stolen jewelry. Like, right. I feel like that would have been a better way. Yeah, if he found the necklace, again, yeah. that would have been smart filmmaking. Yeah, correct. All right, then she goes back to Ophelia Powers. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we get the only connection to the Batman universe in that scene, too. Do we? Yes. Do you see a picture of Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman? Oh. All right. Yep. So that's... It kind of ties up the loose end of Catwoman getting her abilities in Batman Returns. Now, this is my question. I watched Batman the Animated Series. I've seen all the Batman movies. I've seen 90% of any iteration of Catwoman. I guess I haven't seen, like, Julie Newmar's Catwoman. Does she have abilities? I've never known her to be an actual super villain in that sense. I thought she was just, like, an agile thief. An agile thief is what I've always expected. You know, it, one of the one of the bat villains that's more anchored to the ground. You know, bat, right. Batman has like the, the the two very separate types of villains. It's got like the supernatural, the one. supernatural ones like Killer Croc, or mm-hmm. you know, so on and so forth. And then you got the more or Two Face, I guess, can go into supernatural because that's technically impossible. And then you've got the regular ones that are kind of like Penguin is just a deformed madman, and Catwoman is just an agile thief. She, according to the thing I just looked up, which is the Catwoman Wikipedia, <laughs> she does not have any special powers. Her abilities are expert burglar, skilled hand-to-hand combatant, skilled gymnast, utilizes bullwhips, sharp or practical claws, and climbing... Word I can't pronounce. Pittons? Pythons? Okay. So yeah. she doesn't actually have any supernatural abilities. So this just takes Catwoman another step further and gives her supernatural powers. Right. Yes. So, But it also alludes to the fact that Selena Kyle of the Batman Returns universe had some supernatural ability. Yes, and the only reason I think that but that's... she couldn't dodge bullets. She could not dodge bullets. She took them all. <laughs> but fire. the fact that she... The fact that she fell out of a high window and survived it, that's fair, That's kind of supernatural. In that same scene, I, I give props to whoever that strange lady was. I think that she did the exposition dump fine. We get all of the background information about the Catwoman mythos in that, and it's not 
as stupid as it could have been. It's not long, and that's the part I like about it. Yeah, and that's fine. That's what I mean. It's going to be an exposition dump where it's going to give you all of the background that you need to know. At least it's quick, it's easy. She pushes her off a ledge. Right. With a door that, uh, like a ledge that apparently swings open because this woman tries it a lot. Kind of like Mr. Glass. Just keeps pushing women off of the top ledge, see which ones land on their feet. This one's pretty easy. The cat brings her. Cat never brings guests. <laughs> Midnight never brings home guests. So at this point, okay, she is the Catwoman. Yes. Yep. At least one of. Right. So she makes it her personal mission, and this is what we're going to get for the rest of the movie, to find out who killed her and why. Even though we know, as the audience, we're gonna, she's going to find out, and we're going to watch her discover that. That's where we're going with this. It's super great. All right. It's compelling. So she goes to a club, right? Is that what she does? So she is walking around the rooftops, you know, jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Also very daredevil-ish. Sure. And <laughs> she kind of stumbles upon mean guy number one who shot at her. Right, it's just happened to stumble upon Yeah, she that, just right? gets, she just is running around the rooftops, gets to the docks, sees him. She uses her cat eyes to zoom in on his face, re- remembers that he shot at her, tails him to the club. Right. This orders, right. orders milk. That was a clever way of doing it. That's the best piece of writing we had in this movie. I hated it. I, you, I hated, you hated it, too. it? I hated it because it was another fucking cat pun. They're, they just, they're just shoving him down her throat. That's, that's not a cat pun. Yeah, it is. She, orders, cat, she doesn't order milk. Cat with a cream. Hmm? She orders a white Russian, and he goes, oh, cream. Here, cat, cream, she... I understand that yeah. part of it, but she does it in a clever she a way. White she, Russian if, she just said, if she said milk, that's a flat-out cat well, yeah. that's forced down her throat. This is a clever way of presenting it. Yeah, you have to know what a, what, what's in a white Russian exactly. to get it. If you don't know what's in a white Russian... You don't, because it just says cream. You don't. It doesn't matter. The setup of the joke doesn't matter. I didn't hear him say I just saw him... That's what he does when he... Oh, cream, and he hands her a glass. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Hate it all you want. I thought it was clever. Fair enough. Disagree. Okay. At least we disagree on something. Sure. Now there's another. <laughs> there's another thing about this scene. What the, this, dance? Uh, even or even. Well, not even. But even just this interaction. So it's a regular club. People are are dressed up to be out, have a good time. Nobody's wearing a fucking mask. Yet this cat lady walks in with a fucking cat mask on. Sure, here's your milk, lady. No one's alarmed. No, I don't know. I would have. I don't think I would have been alarmed either. I see weird shit. <laughs> you're telling day, me. You're telling me the bouncer. The bouncer is going to let some crazy bitch with a cat mask on into his club. Yes, when she's okay. dressed like that. Yeah, probably. Absolutely. That's, okay. You know what? That's actually fair. They probably thought she was hired entertainment, and she leads them to believe that by doing some sort of dance in the middle of the with a whip that she brought from home and was securing somewhere. I don't right. Know. That she only realized that she could use because she ripped the beer tap off, the thing for the beer for the keg. That outfit is so ridiculous. Yeah, it's, a bit. it's absurd. Not exactly tactical. So she finds the guy that shot at her. They go back to the factory, right? I think he. Well, she beats the shit out of him in the alleyway, right? And to get a name. To get a name. Then she goes to the. She goes to the boss, right? I think she just went to. She goes back to the to the the factory thing. The R and D plays, and just st- then the, it cuts away from it. Like yeah, she gets in there, and it, that, that's it. They, I guess well, she they, remembers more shit well, as she arrives. The first guy that dies, like Slugicky or whatever, however you pronounce it. Yeah, that dude wakes. She wakes up the next morning to a report of that guy being dead. Right. Via the Catwoman. Oh yeah, right. So I don't know how they get from one to the other. I don't know if I looked down and missed it. I don't. I don't know. But it, I, well, we're led to believe that she did it, right? But she doesn't do it. I think she shows up and he's dead. So right. Like she's just being framed. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's we know Sharon she's being Stone. framed, but I think she shows up and he's dead. Right. So we as the viewer know she doesn't kill him. Right, okay. but the news is leading... Yes. With the cat. With the cat lady. Before that, though, <laughs> um, after she successfully beat, mugs the guy, scratches his face, all that happy horse shit, mm-hmm. she starts interrogating him. And his response is, and I quote... I don't know, I don't know, the answer you want, I don't know. So she, he says, like, I don't know five times, and in between them, he actually gives her, like, he actually just straight up answers the question. So she, her question was, like, who, like, who designed the the cream? I don't know, I don't know, some guy named Sligicki, I don't know, I don't know. 
I was like, what? You do know. You just said it. Why? What is happening? He's under duress. Stupid, stupid writing. Well, your next scene is your handwriting analysis. Oh, it's the most useless scene. In, they don't do anything with this information. It doesn't serve any purpose. It doesn't, it doesn't fit. It really doesn't fit. Because if he suspects her of, of being the Catwoman at this point, or being involved with the burglary or the murder or whatever, you wouldn't go on a date with her after the fact, right? No sane person would. And he seems pretty dedicated to his job. Mm-hmm. So you get the handwriting analysis before the carnival date. But then he gets confirmed because the whys are different. Until, until... I hate the scene. They do that thing, like that cool tech computer thing that cops apparently have where they put the two saris on top of each other and they match up fucking perfectly. So the guy's like, no, the O and the Y are, are crazy different. And then they slide on top of each other and they're identical. And I'm like, did anybody else see that happen? Like, because I did. Not a match. Everything's fine. Fucking awful. Just trying to shoehorn in like FBI profile techniques. They're trying techniques. to make better science in this I movie. Guess. I guess. I don't know. know. <laughs> so they go on a day in the carnival, they go on a Ferris wheel, and the Ferris wheel malfunctions, because of course it does, right? Well, yeah. Then they almost kiss, but then they have well, to save people. I don't even necessarily thought, I didn't really, I thought that was just like, oh, the Ferris wheel's over, and usually you get stuck at the top of the Ferris wheel, at least for a little bit. No, this one's going to, like, explode. Yeah, and then it, then it gets all then it gets all shaky, and... Why? It's the most poorly built Ferris wheel... The seats are just falling apart from moving because the gears get stuck. I can't. This unnamed city has to get better carnival equipment. It's probably a traveling carnival. I'm not going to lie to you. Every time I see a traveling carnival and they got a Ferris wheel, I'm like, I don't think I would trust that. I don't know how. Yeah, rides are not bolted in permanently. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I really don't feel nope. safe with them. I mean, it, I'm as not a general rule, like you guys, but no, yeah, I'm okay. um, <laughs> shut your face. <laughs> I will fight you right now. Because he reads about so many Ferris wheel deaths online every day. It happens. People don't talk about it. But it happens. <laughs> it's the biggest government cover-up in this century. So then, the kids by himself and his is like really coming apart. The seats breaking, and he climb. Tom climbs down to try to stop the Ferris wheel from breaking entirely. Tom climbs down because he's smart. And doesn't want to die. <laughs> yeah, tragic. And, and she. That's the worst obit ever. Yeah. And then she does the survey the situation and figure out exactly which way to run down and get them. And while we're seeing it, she's actually doing it. So then as it gets to the kid, she's already there grabbing him and, and saving him. And yep. nobody thought that was a strange bit of agility that no human should really be capable of. That's because she's a hero and people in unnamed city just love to clap at things. Yeah. That's happened so many times in this movie. Yeah. Everything's a spectacle. Everything around this fucking woman certainly is. But she's unremarkable, Corey. She's so unremarkable. Then we get to the first Sharon Stone Hollyberry fight. <laughs> yeah, as long as we can talk about the fact that she uses her claws to do, like, the classic Catwoman cut a circle in the uh, window, and then uses an entirely different door. She cuts the circle. She cuts the, the circle to reach in and unlock the door. Right. Oh, does she actually unlock yeah, the yes. door? Okay. I missed that little flash, because I thought they, she went to an entirely different door. They didn't show it door. to us... But it's implied. That's what she did. But did you see the glass, the circle cut out of the glass yes. in the door? You did. Oh, I don't know. I, I did not. That's continuity I, is not anything I was concerned of watching this movie. I was just wanted it to end. <laughs> so she breaks into the owner's house yep. looking for her old boss. Sharon Stone's there and confronts her with a golf club. You broke into the wrong house. And then they fight. Sort of. But Sharon, like, it's it's weird at that point, because I, I was taken aback, because prior to this, Catwoman's just kicking ass left and right, and then Sharon Stone's taking it, and giving it back a little bit, mm-hmm. and we don't find out till later why that's the case. See, I figured out immediately why that was the case, because of the cream, and I was like, yep. Well, yeah, well, then you at that point, you know the cream has harmful effects. You don't know the cream makes your face fucking stone. Oh, but I'm telling you, I figured, I was watching it, I'm like, it's because of the cream, watch. I said to no one, because mm. I was watching this movie, sad and alone. <laughs> you couldn't talk anybody into watching this movie. Pam actually asked me to wait to watch the movie until after she left for the day. That's fair. Smart. Yeah, yeah. right? Pam's very smart. She she usually is like, you, you're you not going to watch this without me, right? I'm like, no, we can watch it together. You're going to watch this, not going to watch this with me, are you? Yeah, it is what she literally was like, you're going to watch this after I go to dance, right? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's the cream making her skin stone. But 
Callie Barry is not at all taken aback by the fact that this woman can take every punch she dishes out and she tosses her down the stairs. I was about to say, the fight ends with, start, begins with her falling down the stairs and being fucked. Yeah, and it's, yep. everyone's okay with it. No one questions it at all. She, in her defense, I'm not defending anything about this movie, but in her defense, she just recently became a cat person, so I'm not prepared to rule anything out if that happens to me. It's fair. All right. Nothing else is weird to me now. I mean, she beat up five guys. She was resurrected by a cat. <laughs> <laughs> she beat up five guys, no problem. And then oh this lady, God. she can't... The cat gave her necromancer CPR. She can't whip... I don't know. I wish everybody um, listening could have seen Joe's face when his response was, she was resurrected by a cat. Oh my god, it was so fucking dead-ass serious. Spectacular. Good job, guys. I don't know what happens next. My notes are confusing. <laughs> Alright, um, that's I wrote, been... I wrote, terrible of keeping a low profile dash bullet. So, <laughs> she, she, um, they decide to collude together to take down her husband. Okay. Yep. So now the frame job for the husband has started. Okay. She tells him where he is. And she he's at a... At a... Ballet? Ballet with his girlfriend. Who's the new model. Who's the new model. The model walks away. She slides in, starts interrogating him, gives him a good slash across the face. Cops all arrive. She leaves. She leaves. Well, she runs up and they fight on a catwalk. Another little... Fun thing, they shoehorned right in. Oh, she fights Tom. Tom on the cat. Okay. It would have been amazing if the show they were seeing was cats. <laughs> they missed an opportunity. Really? They missed it to just shove one more cat One thing. more cat thing right into our face. You can tell that Catwoman is taking it very easy on Tom. Doing a lot of just, like, sliding her way and pushes him away, but nothing. Doesn't actually try to beat him up. Right, but at this point, is, does she have control of it where... We don't know, right? That's in my notes. I like most of the movie. We're led to believe it's like a like a Fight Club thing. When she goes to sleep, she becomes Catwoman or something. Yeah, Seth Nutty Professor. Bullshit. Like when Sherman clubs Buddy Love, he's got no idea what's going on. Same same difference, right? Yeah. But then she she as the Catwoman seems to make a lot of references to the fact that the other half of her is dating this guy. Well, because she's aware of it, but the other half is stupid and. Got Nothing, it. I guess. I guess maybe after she talks to Ophelia, she becomes more aware of. That actually might be true. She right? sinks up. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'll take it. That's fine. There is definitely a moment where she starts kind of realizing that the two are together. So right, the, my, that's as good a spot as any. Well, then she, they, she gets out of it. She leaves, and she goes on a dinner date with Tom. And we he, gotta speed, speed up. up. <laughs> it's almost over. I know. Right. I got like four bullets left. Oof. He has to know at that point, right? I mean, he should. He has to. He does. He even... Ah, uh, wait, no. No, he doesn't. It's not until like, she gets arrested or whatever. But he just fought her hand-to-hand. Like, you have to know that's the same yeah. person. It's, yeah, but he finds out because she kissed him, and then she takes the sample from his, her glass after she sleeps with him. Yeah, right. And he has to scratch it. Because the, cl- uh. the claw that she wears on her fucking hands aren't obvious enough. They're diamond fucking studded. Right, that's the, at the end of the date. He f- he finds, he steps on one on the floor and that's, that's, why, right. he, that's why he takes the, the, the glass. glass with her mouth print on it Correct. to analyze it. <sighs> yep. In the fancy handwriting lab, which apparently also does lipstick analysis. Correct, right. So then, flash forward a little bit and... So she meets up with Sharon Stone again. Exactly, Sharon yes. Stone frames her for murder. Yep. Cops show up instantly. Instantly. <laughs> it was planned all along. She was... Oh, my God. They were waiting in the other room having some tea. Right. So then she dresses up like the bride from Kill Bill. Gets arrested. I noticed that, too. <laughs> it does look like the bride from Kill Bill. I thought that immediately. Yep. Gets arrested. She's in the police station. The worst police station of all time. Midnight slips through the bars. <laughs> That's my favorite scene. <laughs> is the cat slipping through the bars because it's fucking adorable and it's the only thing I didn't hate about this movie okay I genuinely smiled which for that, once that's great <laughs> have we had your favorite scene yet or you still don't have one I'm supposed to have a, uh, something I liked about this movie exactly okay so <laughs> by midnight sneaking through the bars I think it clicks that cat woman can also slip through the bars and I immediately hated that yep. right so she gets out and then she goes to confront Sharon Stone again because she's the bad guy. And back at the headquarters now. Back at the headquarters. Tom shows up, too. We don't know if he is... No, he shows up because he believes patience, right? Yes. Yes. Because she doesn't have a motive. 
Mm-hmm. So Tom's already there. And then he already revealed his plan to arrest her. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. So then the actual fight happens. Catwoman gets her the, her shit knocked in a bunch. Right. It goes back and forth, but eventually she gets her shit kicked in. The glass comes out from under her. Then she... She impossibly thick. Right. With possibly the worst line in this movie, Game over? Overtime. And she does like this weird like ab thing where like she like flings forward. It's up there. Those abs took all of the six minutes. Yes. So then they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. She's about scratches. She's she's about to Sharon's talking about to fall to her death. They do the whole trope like, oh, I'm gonna go to save you anyway because I'm a good person at heart. And then no, she slips out of the grasp, falls on the H. Do you right. think she fell because she saw a reflection in the mirror? She's yes. like, I'm not beautiful anymore. It's Probably. Like, Fuck this world. Because she gets because she gets slashed three times with and whatever diamond claws. Apparently, is enough to combat that that marble face. marble miracle serum. And then Actually, she that makes sense. Her. Don't diamonds cut marble? I'm sure it does. Yeah. So that's diamonds cut glass, right? Yeah. So I'm. I feel like that's that. Diamonds can cut pretty That's much almost anything. clever, I guess. I don't know, man. Could you use diamond tips on like some of like the big saws that cut concrete too? So yeah. I was checked out at this point, guys. That's fair. So then she look no, but Sharon Stone definitely takes like a long look at herself in the mirror, sees her face breaking up. Boom. Let's go. Falls on the H, right? Yep. The fancy H mm-hmm. dies. Catwoman, I guess Tom tells Catwoman, hey, no one's gonna know it's you if you get back into your cell. Well no, he's gonna confirm that Catwoman was here. Right. But if you're back in your cell, no one's going to know you're a Catwoman. Exactly. Because nobody noticed her escaping at all because it's the worst police station ever. Yep. Like terrible security. Next scene, she leaves a Dear John letter to Tom saying, like, hey, I like you, but I'm going to be Catwoman now because I, I see three, at least three more movies coming out of this. So, And then we get credits. <laughs> don't tell on me. <laughs> yep. I don't know if there's an after credit scene, and I really I don't care. did I, not wait. I didn't either. Did not wait. Yeah. That's Catwoman. That's Catwoman. So that is our... Specific thoughts on Catwoman. We're going to do the thing where we rate the movie that we just reviewed. Guess what? They're probably not going to be very high. Um, if you've never tuned in before, what we do is give Infinity Stones a number of them from 1 to 6. 1 is low, 6 is high. If you give the movie 6, you can also give it a gauntlet. If anyone gives this movie 6 and a gauntlet, I'm going to politely ask you to leave and never <laughs> and, come back. And not return for the next week's episode. <laughs> and now we're going to rate Catwoman for you. Hey, sequel. Do it. This movie's so bad it makes me want to go back and retroactively rate every single movie we've ever reviewed. It's I don't think it's quite a zero. I, I still think Fant Four Stick is worse. But I'm not it's not a stone. It's not a full stone. I I am gonna have to give it a shard. Corey. Movie bat no. So <laughs> Low Stones. Low low numbers. No, seriously, this movie's bad. The acting's pretty poor. They Borrowed from Daredevil in the worst possible ways. Is this worse than Fant Forstick? Uh, I'm not sure. Yes, probably. But it definitely makes Batman vs Superman look like an Oscar nominee, like an Oscar-worthy <laughs> film in comparison. You're not wrong for sure. So, f- without a doubt, I can't. I cannot give this more than a shard. I can't. I can't do it. This is the worst movie we've watched for this. I am very confident in that fact. You least, think Fan Stick was better than this? Oh, hundred percent. I, I would watch. Fan, <laughs> I would watch Fantastic Four again before this movie. Go, in go, a heartbeat. go see Matt. He owns it. I know. Do you I own, own it too? Yeah. Oh, I'll go watch it right now if the, it means I never have to see this movie. I won't. <laughs> but no, this movie is terrible. The one thing I didn't get to bring up is that she doesn't even walk like a real person in this movie. She walks like she's on a runway the entire movie while she's like walking on girders, and it's it's terrible. The music in this movie sucks. Camera angles, I talk about it enough, it sucks. The worst part about this is Netflix is now going to make it because you watch Catwoman category for me. And <laughs> that's going to make me sad every time I read it when I'm scrolling through things. You know how the Netflix gives percentages now? Yeah. This is a 56%. 72 for me. So 72 for me. Whoa. It was in like the high, it was in like the low 60s, 70s. 72. I'm like, how do I lower this? <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes, like, people who enjoyed this movie also liked. It was Dungeons and Dragons, and all movies under 10%. Unbelievable. Anyway. Fantastic Four has a 9 on Rotten Tomatoes as well. I think that movie is not leaps and bounds better than this, but better than this, noticeably. Well, this had an 8, right? This had a 9. Was it a 9? This is a 9. Okay. Anyway, because I didn't actually give this movie a rating. I don't go below 1. That's my rule, so this movie gets a 1. If I did go below 1, this movie would get a 0, because this movie's... 
a dumpster fire in the most exact sense of the phrase that I can use. Like, yeah. just... This movie's free on Netflix, so if, if you want to punish yourself for an hour and 44 minutes, watch it, check it out, so well, you understand what we went through. That's but. the other thing, man. It's a fucking long goddamn movie. Hour 44, if, and if you feel every painful oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. This movie's not free on Netflix. Is Netflix it? is a paid subscription. Oh, shut shut up. <laughs> Everyone has Netflix now. If you don't have Netflix now, how did you get here? If you not don't free. know someone... You paid for it. We either you paid, paid for, for it, or <laughs> you are stealing from someone's account because you four people on an account, it's fine. You have Netflix. It's like two fifty a person. If you don't have it yet, find a friend who has Netflix. You have Netflix. For real. <laughs> Bottom line is, we all paid for this. Yeah. I did with my time and mental well-being. Correct. And your Netflix subscription. What you pay for? Shut your face. <laughs> it's not free. Somebody pays. You, you know what? It's you just like... Lying. Semantics. It's just like MoviePass. <laughs> every movie after <laughs> one is... Don't. Every movie after one is a free movie with, with MoviePass. Every movie... stuff. Every movie after one Netflix is, yeah. is is free. I watch enough Netflix where I can call yeah, it one of the free This movie is free. Ones. All the Office I watched was paid. There <laughs> it is. Those are our ratings for Catwoman. Let's wrap this shit up. If you'd like to let us know about your similar thoughts about Catwoman, hopefully, you can send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also talk to us on Twitter at zthpodcast or post a picture of your cat and your woman on Instagram. <laughs> At ZTH Podcast. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash ZTH Podcast, or search Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and an ES. And find us on iTunes, give us those five-star ratings, love them, and if you want to leave a review with that, you get to hear it right on the air, it's a good time. And if you, that's too much work for you, tell people about the show. Be like, Zeros Talking Heroes, use your podcast app, whichever one it is, find it, check it out, and also rate them five stars. And that is our show next time. We're going to be doing... Actually, we got a request via email last week for Police Academy 1. We're going to be doing Police Academy. Bennett, this is for you, big guy. This is a very welcome break for me. After watching this movie, I'm going to laugh yeah. and enjoy the movie. I might watch this tonight. That's, that's <laughs> how much I want to watch I might cleanse it. my palate. And as usual, on behalf of everyone else, I'm reminding you that every movie is someone's favorite movie. God help you if this is yours. This shouldn't be yours. It shouldn't. Everybody except this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and good night.